0: You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the Harry Potter book club for the Prisoner of Azkaban with
1: Sarah Tompkins, Vijaya Shrestha
0: and I'm Michael Damaro. This week we discuss chapter 11, The Firebolt. We talk about Professor Lupin and the battle for the Quidditch Cup continues. Hey, who is ready to start the second half of the Quizich <laughs> Cup?
2: <laughs> I've been crying. <laughs> for
0: Vaj- a week. Vajaya has been crying Me. for one week.
1: And I've been like, I've just been, I've just been mad because I'm realizing like, I think the system is rigged. I don't know. I just, it just feels rigged because somehow Michael is in lead, and it doesn't feel like he should be.
0: I am. Like,
2: uh, can we not
0: do this? Can we? let's uh i'm good at cramming and then in a week from now i won't remember any of this but i've devoted all of my energy to knowing it right now so i'm doing well i could still blow it i believe in myself
1: the american dream i could still blow it here come all my hard questions though okay 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 okay. who's who who gets to go first who gets to go first
0: I uh, run- believe dreams. that Bajaya gets to go Ooh, first this Bajaya week. Bajaya
1: gets to ruin dreams. This
2: is one of my favorite questions. Oh, don't per- say that. <laughs> <laughs> Perform the spell that is used to shoot small mass of whatever. The spell Lupin used to shoot gum into Peeve's nostril.
1: <sighs> yes. Wadamasi. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's not, not even one of my questions. I just remembered it.
0: That's impressive.
1: Okay, I'm very excited. I I'm would
2: not, not happy. remember that. Looney Loopy happy. loopin'.
1: I, I, I would like to thank Shoe Project, amongst other things. Anybody who listens to this gets that. God bless you. <laughs> what? Okay. Don't worry about it. Mm, All right, Sarah. Your turn. Okay.
0: Oh, sorry. Did I not skip? I didn't. Okay, hold on. It's mm. my point, turn. Point for Sarah. Point you, for would Sarah. Would you
1: give me a point? Give me a point? I okay. didn't
0: give you a point until now. Now I did. God.
1: Okay. Okay. How many people did Sirius Black allegedly murder with one curse? Oh no! Dang. Michael.
0: Ten. No. Ah. Fuck. Curses.
2: <laughs> I see. What I you feel like there. I know this. Guess a number. Um. Twenty-seven. It was thirteen. God damn it! I overshot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you went. You went too far. You reached. You. You went. You went to touch the sun. Your wings. Your wings. They melted, You Icarus. It. You Icarus. That shit. That's fine. Man. Okay. You married Icarus.
0: Um. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Uh. Who is watching the rest of Aunt Marge's dogs?
1: Oh shit! What?
0: Sarah Tompkins.
1: Her friend Philip. No, <laughs> no, it's I in my head. Oh my god, it's like Colonel
2: Boris oh, yeah, or colonel it is colonel, Rogers it? or
1: something. Co- 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 Reginald, colonel something. Reginald Reginald Regiment.
0: I, you definitely get a half point because he is a colonel. Uh, okay. it is Colonel it is Colonel Fubster?
1: Okay, what? what's his mm. name? Co- she gets a half point just for his title.
0: She his rank.
2: F- Fubster,
1: Fubster. Yeah
0: yes
2: that's his name Fugster. yes man. okay fine She's colonel talking. fubster Half was a muggle
0: man my, who was a neighbor of, yes
1: i knew as i just tried to you know come in my mind the person watching name. her dogs was was kind of like the jeffrey to her Ina Garten.
0: uh she is into him
1: oh that is that shoot. is, that so is he's no. not he's not the jeffrey because that would not work
0: yeah uh We've got Michael with 11 points, Sarah with 8 points, and Bajaya coming up with 6. See you next week. Coming, I'm coming. Chapter 11 The Firebolt. Ooh. All right. So, somehow, uh, if we remember from last episode, uh, Harry had just had the bombshell of Sirius Black was his parents' best friend dropped on him
2: oh, man. and
0: uh, he somehow makes it back to Hogwarts in just a daze um, he cannot believe that no one this whole time has told him that uh, Sirius Black was his you know, his best friends with his parents and he betrayed them um, first thing he does, okay, he makes a deaf. beeline he goes right to his, his I don't know, dresser or something, and he pulls out the photo album that Haggard yeah. had given him, and oh, uh, he digs up a picture from from his parents' wedding, and sure enough, he finds a photo of Sirius Black, what? and you know, yeah, he so, just looks like. Oh, sorry, have, go ahead.
2: Uh, so I have a question: Like when he got that photo book, was Haggard like, "Here's some pictures of your parents, bye"? Like I would be like. Can you sit down and tell me who these people are that my parents were friends with? Like he's had that for like three years and he has never asked anyone who the other people that his parents were. Because I'd be like, let me talk to these people and see what they had to say about my parents. You
1: know? Man, when I saw when I saw, you know, Charles Manson, my parents' wedding photo, I was like, I was just floored. (laughs) (laughs) JK. Is this real life? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh God. (laughs) i was just like i was trying to think of serial serial murderer to like throw in there and then i was like ted bundy's too dark so i thought (laughs) the charles manson was more lighthearted guys yeah
0: much more lighthearted um so so harry's you know he can't he looks at this picture there's this handsome like happy nice looking guy who's just like laughing and just looks like he's having a great old time and he's just you can't believe that this guy, he's like, you know, it's running through his head like, has he already decided to betray my parents and is he going to kill them? And mm. and uh, he's just real, he's real upset. Um, he wakes up, but he basically goes to bed without talking to anybody. He wakes up the next morning and he comes down uh, to the common room and no one's there but Ron and Hermione because the holidays have started. Everyone's gone home Aww. for – for uh, Christmas and Treacle Kwanzaa tarms, and so. and all that stuff. Hanukkah. Um, Hanukkah.
1: Festivus. Um, Kwanzaa.
0: Uh, I said Kwanzaa. like that's
1: the oh, second okay. one he said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Except so.
1: apparently in Hogwarts there's only one black person too. So <laughs> no <laughs> Dean
2: uh, like Thomas
1: yeah and then there was another Angel Angelina. Johnson. And yeah, Angelina Johnson. Johnson, those are the two that I thought of.
2: Uh, there are more.
1: There are more yep, it's sure. a movie okay. There are more. Oh, Jordan, I guess. I don't know if he's in the book.
0: Yeah. Lee Jordan. And,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And
2: um uh that Blaze Zabini was black in uh-huh. the movie.
0: Yeah. In the uh, movie also, he was. Also in the book. Also in was the book. Was he in the
1: book? Okay. See, so that's four guys. Great. Awesome. <laughs> At least. At least. Okay. We sure. didn't get to Let's meet go. all Sorry. of them. Sorry. Happy Kwanzaa. Continue. Kingsley
0: Shacklebolt. I oh, mean, come true. on. He's a complete badass. Um so anyway, uh in Sirius Black.
2: <laughs> Stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh so yeah, so H- Harry goes down and clearly they've um Ron and Hermione have been practicing the whole speech they're going to give him and they're basically like you can't go after Sirius Black he blew Peter Pettigrew up into tiny little pieces (laughs) all they found was a finger like you can't you cannot go after that
1: that was the the, my I don't know if your audio froze but my audio froze and I was like oh
0: (laughs) I mean we don't know um they're both confirmed bachelors uh so, yeah, like, you can't, you know, Harry, I know you want revenge. You can't go after him. And Harry's like, I'm going to maybe kill him. I don't like him. That's how much I don't like him. Um, and so they want to, you know, so Ron and Ryan are like, hey, let's uh let's go visit Hagrid. And Harry's like, great. I want to go fucking yell at him for not telling me about Sirius Black. And, uh, and they're like, "Uh, okay. Um, so they go and uh, they get there. But Hagrid is complete mess uh oh, no. it, it buckbeak is in some serious shit
2: no he, uh, he do? Buck yeah yeah
0: he's gotta stand trial in front of the uh committee for the disposable the disposal of dangerous creatures which i mean it's the committee for the disposal of dangerous creatures
1: yeah um, that's like that's kind of prejudging. do you know what i it's mean it's right it's right yeah. in the title not not like not like the management of right
0: yeah. And uh, so, you know, Hermione's like, we can, we'll put together a case. It'll be great. And Hagrid's like, why even bother? They're, you know, the mal- they're all in the Malfoy's pocket. Um, it's not wrong. It's just, you know, just, it's, it, we're doomed. Poor Buckbeak is doomed. Um, and we
1: all know that hippogriffs are horrible jurors. So his peers <laughs> yeah. are not great. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,. They can be bought for a couple ferrets. <laughs> I mean, you
1: know, it's just corrupt.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, so Harry, you know, he can't. He he can't. He can't stay mad at Hagrid. He can't bring himself to uh, to yell at him when he's already so upset. Um, so uh, and but you know they they try to cheer him up and they and and Hagrid agrees he's going to pull himself together and then he's going to work on the defense for Buckbeak because he can't just. Let this happen. Um, they also talk about Azkaban a little bit because mm. you know Haggard Haggard went there last year. Oh yeah, and uh, and it was not. It was you know it was horrible, and you know he just he just kept going through the worst moments of his life when he was there, and and he just wanted to like go to sleep and never wake up again. Mm. And uh,
2: poor Hagger.
0: And uh, yeah, and when he when he ended up leaving, it was like being reborn. It was like like you know, all the, all the, the bad thoughts are, you know, he was, his mind was no longer just filled with the horrible bad thoughts, mm-hmm. but they find out the Dementors didn't want to let him go. Why? And, uh, and like, they're, you know, Ron and, and, and Harry and Hermione, are all like, you were innocent. Why would they do that? And they, they don't care. They don't they care if you're innocent your or soul. not. Yeah. They just want like people to feed off of. They have, they're, you know, they're, they're bad. They're very bad things. They're not Um,
2: nice. Sadly to me.
0: Yeah. So, um, so they're, you know, they serious black has gotten pushed out of their mind. Harry and co go to the library and uh, you know, they're, they're trying to find, they're pulling all these books on uh, other cases where magical creatures have injured people and or on trial and they pretty much are all bad. (laughs) It's like never. (laughs) It's
1: not great. Things it are never not goes well for the defense.
0: Never ever goes well. Um. <laughs> so uh. So Christmas morning comes. Harry wakes up and he's got presents. I don't know who puts the presents in the room. Um, I, I, I guess Santa Claus.
1: Yeah, house elves. I say like house elves.
0: <laughs> it's house elves.
1: Elves. You know, we gotta make the guests do something. Yeah. Uh,
0: this year. So I think the I forget I I really need to keep track of. The sweaters he gets every year because i know he gets like a green one the first year
2: yeah, yeah. that
0: goes well with his eyes
2: yeah he got a um, snitch one
0: he got a In snitch the movie, one, at one point. he
2: got a red one
0: and so this year he gets a scarlet sweater with a gryffindor liar lion
1: gryffindor. <laughs> well lion. That i mean that's freudian accurate yeah
0: and <laughs> Gryffindor lion uh, uh, knitted onto it. Oh, and oh, also he got a fireball. What?
1: what? Bury yeah, the lead. He, the
0: heck? I know, right? He got the be- literally the best broom in the world.
1: For
2: That's who? the broom that he was stocking at Diagon Alley.
0: Yeah, he would um, go he doesn't, look
2: at it every day, he, like a creep.
0: Right, and it's like he it was so expensive, he, he didn't even want to ask how much it was.
2: Yeah, um, right.
0: Uh, there was no card or anything. It was just. Just random package there, that and uh, like they they're like trying to figure out who would send it to him. They're like, "What if the poorest person we know, Blue uh, Pin? Maybe he got it for you." <laughs> <It's> like,
1: <laughs> Pull it together, Harry.
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> this
1: man cannot afford a razor to shave his face.
0: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I don't
1: think he even a soap on a rope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so they can't figure it out. They have no idea. <laughs> they
1: are stumped. They are and, uh, out of ideas.
0: Hermione has an idea which she doesn't mention and uh cause she comes in and she's like oh who got you that and they're like we don't know and then she it's immediately cool, is huh? like she's immediately like what that that's not good she gets real nervous um but before before she can uh before she can give them their theory Crookshanks goes after Scabbers again and
1: there's the
2: whole thing
0: yeah. whole thing uh Ron tries to kick Crookshanks uh harry's old harry's sneakoscope pops out of uncle verin's old old sock and immediately starts going off like crazy which you know clearly it's broken because there isn't anyone in the room there's no one in the room who is uh who's a a sneak or a bad person or up to no good it's just them Um, And uh, unrelated, Harry gets a look at Scabbers, and uh, he just looks terrible. He's all stressed out. Uh, He's skin and bones.
1: Because he's being chased around by a cat. The holidays holidays are hard on us all, Michael.
0: (laughs) That's true. They are. (laughs)
1: They are the toughest. Maybe he was year. stressed about
2: having to go back to his rat family and seeing his racist rat uncle.
1: <laughs> you know, like he doesn't have enough money for gifts. Yeah. Uh just like everybody seems to be having a great time with their families. There's yeah, just, he's
2: been like prostituting, he, so he can get money He didn't get, get that for bo- the bonus. He didn't
1: get that bonus, that Kwanzaa <laughs> bonus that he was hoping for.
2: Um Ugh. also I have a question.
1: Uh-huh. Why
2: Harry has money now? Throw that old sock away and get new socks
0: he loves un- uncle vernon's old socks
1: you <laughs> can't get rid of them so it's got gross. a soft spot
0: so what they go down they to
1: might be like really nice and soft you know i don't know you yeah. wear them in
0: they're big and they can make sneakoscopes not whistle um so they go down to dinner. There's. It's not like you know. It, it's not like one of those years where there's lots of students staying. There's only three other students uh, staying for the holidays. Dang. And uh, so, so they just they only use one table. It's just the the teachers and um, these I guess six students. Math tells me six students um, with Hermione and Ron and Harry.
1: They don't have um, math at Hogwarts, so don't worry about it.
0: They don't. They have arithmetic. Uh, so, Trelawney comes. She was looking at her crystal ball, and and it, and it said to her that she should go down for Christmas dinner, and uh, but, so she's a little late, and she's going to join them, but she realizes she would be the thirteenth person to sit oh down God. at the table. No good. Right, and then uh, you know when thirteen sit together at a table, the first to rise is the first to die.
1: Oh, <sighs> nerds! That is but so uh, spooky. wait. So does she join them?
0: Uh, but McGonagall's like, sit stop it. Down. Just stop it and sit down. So she's like, okay. I have <laughs>
1: patience for your nonsense. Um,
0: Who's the first Lupin's, to rise, Michael? Lupin's, what's that?
1: Who's the first to rise?
0: I'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, God. We'll get there. God, Hold
1: I can't, on. I can't. Sarah's so excited.
0: <laughs> um, so they're talking about Lupin because he's not there and sadly he's sick again and everyone's like nervous and stuff but Dumbledore's like Snape made him a potion it's fine he'll be fine everything's fine <laughs> um, so they have like this grand two hour long dinner um, and uh, they're all they're all f- well fed and sleepy and um, Ron and Hermione sorry Ron and Harry get up to go back And uh, and Trelawney freaks out and she's like, which one of you stood up first? (gasps) And they they don't even know. They're just like God, cliffhanger. (laughs) I guess we'll see who dies
1: first. No then.
0: (laughs) McGonagall is just SMH'ing so hard. (laughs) Um but Hermione stays behind for some reason. Mm. And which we very soon find out is because she's ratting out uh Harry and his Hattigrew? sneaky room. Oh. <laughs> I mean,
1: I said nah, out. Because I, I get it.
0: I get it. Uh yeah, so she tells she t- she tells McGonagall about the Firebolt and so McGonagall comes and she's like give me that Firebolt. I got to strip it down and check it for jinxes. God. And um uh, you can have it back later. And uh and then she leaves and like Ron especially is just oh, just furious and uh we find out that the reason that Hermione was so upset is she thinks that the Firebolt was sent by Sirius Black.
1: <gasps> <gasps> do, do, do. Do, do, and do. McGonagall agrees. What?
0: Yeah. Um, my question is, like, couldn't he have gotten like a clean sweep seven and, and jinxed that and sent it to Harry? Like, why? Why has he got to? Because you have to make
1: it. You have to make it extra luring, You know what I mean? Like, so like for instance, if I get a sketchy box of like Ruffle Stouffer, Russell Stopher's chocolates, I'm be like, I don't know who this is from. They could be poison. It's not worth it. But if I get yeah. a really nice box of like homemade sea salt caramels, I'm like, I don't care if these are poison. I'm eating them. They're delicious. That's
0: a good point. Right? I don't couldn't know. He have at least gotten like a Nimbus two thousand and one or something. Probably, I mean.
1: but I mean, spoiler: he actually cares about him. So, I mean, Hermione's not wrong. Yeah,
0: she's right. It is from Sirius Black. Sorry about the spoilers.
2: Just not. <sighs> his I'm sorry, intention. guys.
1: She's rude talking about the intentions, but it, but right. But at the same time, like it's kind of a good move for Hermione. I mean, it's it's not good in terms of her friendship, but like in terms of Harry's life, like it's probably right. a good idea to get that ish checked out. Yeah,
0: and you know, um, if you know, McGonagall obviously agrees, yeah, so she's
1: responsible adult,
0: right. It's hard to be a responsible adult.
1: I
2: As hard to know how um, Sirius Black's money didn't get like frozen or yeah taken by the ministry. It's probably all That's a hidden. Good question.
1: Like, it's probably all hidden, like in a secret vault somewhere in in his house, right?
2: No, I think it's a Gringotts because I, I, mean, I think he says think it's a Gringotts.
1: He sent it out right. like he got maybe it's like an unmarked It's under a. It's like under a pseudonym. It's under like like. Those silly blue or something. I don't know. I feel like it has to be something.
0: Those brew makers don't give a shit. They just want that money.
1: Yeah, give me the money. They're not going to do a background check. Uh,
0: No, they don't care. They're They're like a cat. A cat brought in this money. (laughs) Cool. (laughs)
1: Great. (laughs) Here you go, cat. Enjoy your clean sweep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So uh, the only new things, as far as I can tell, is uh, we learned that there is a committee for the disposal of, of dangerous creatures. Cruel. Um, we have pretty much talked about... I guess the one, the one thing we can talk about from Pottermore is the Firebolt in general, mm-hmm. which uh, is just a hell of a broom. Uh, Sell
1: it to me, Michael. I'm looking to buy.
0: Um, so, you know, the the Nimbus Racing Broom Company had really been kind of dominating with the 2000 and 2001s and yada, yada, yada. Um, giants
1: in the industry, giants in the industry.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they they just didn't even see the fireball coming. Oh. Uh, it was a top secret project de- developed by uh, Randolph Spudmore.
2: That is a
1: fantastic Good old spuds.
0: Name. <laughs> son of Abel Spudmore. A- of, a- of LRB. Abel? Of Ellerby. Abel?
1: Oh, he said eight ball. I was like, "Whoa!" Is he like <laughs> a, a snooker like mastermind? Uh, okay.
0: No, doy Abel Spudmore, the guy who made the Tinder Blast in nineteen forty.
1: Sorry, I forgot whoa. about the Tinder Blast. That that that'll reliable.
0: <laughs> and the Swift Stick in nineteen fifty-two. God, is, that name you
1: know. wasn't so Meh. swell, was it?
0: Yeah, they never they never achieved the uh, quite the popularity of the of. Of uh, old Abel's son's firebolt. But, you know, they're decent brooms. Hmm. Um, So I guess what sets it apart is uh, Randolph was the first to use a goblin-made ironwork.
1: Oh, does that so, mean that every broom belongs to a goddamn goblin?
0: Well, every firebolt. Yeah. That's why... That's just the firebolts. That's so no good. He, so, like, the twig bands and the footrests. And I didn't... I kind of thought the footrest was just, like, a thing from the movie. But apparently... That's a for real thing.
2: You got to fly in comfort, you know?
0: Yeah, apparently. That's Um, true. Yeah, they have like, you know, special non-slip foot grip, I guess. Uh, And that's pretty much, pretty much all I got here. Handle is a polished ebony twigs of birch or hazel, according to personal preference. Wow. Um, Yeah.
1: That's a pretty good deal.
0: yeah, Harry Potter was one of the first people to ever get one.
2: What? Because it was mm-hmm. too expensive.
0: Yeah, and like you needed goblin workers.
2: I wonder stuff, how much. So. How much they? She never tells us how much it was.
0: Nope, it's probably eight galleons.
1: I was gonna say <laughs> because there is no real system to their money. <laughs> because a wand is just as much as a a a. A pencil. I don't know. Right. They're just they're crazy to well, me. I don't get. It. I
0: guess at like one point we in Bergen and whatever's Bergen and blots, uh,
1: Florin and uh, blots, flourish a blots, Bergen and bork,
0: Bergen and bork, bork and borg, bork oh yeah. Anyway, one of those things. <laughs> at one point, Bergen uh, and bork. In...
1: Wow, we can't. We're having issues today, guys.
0: I know. The I just not re- the
1: quizich Crap, man.
0: I don't know if you can tell. I just went through all the books, um, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hermione at one point in book six goes in and is like asking for the price of things and some of the things are like crazy expensive like oh
2: like then she asks about the necklace right
0: yeah and it's like over a thousand galleons or something like that
1: Jeez, louise
0: mm. yep you could buy a lot of wands for that
1: much. wands ton of wands for that Right. Do you think that people get um, like custom wands? I feel like that's a tangent. But do you think like people have like multiple wands because they want ones like glasses that like look good?
0: <laughs> I think like Gilderoy Lockhart would do that. But
1: and then like I and th- then like there's some knockoff like a Warby Parker like a Wandy Parker where you can get like a discount wand <laughs> that looks like really cute, but like maybe isn't quite as good. Like it right. only does a certain level of charms or something.
0: I'm I'm sure yeah. like the wand chooses you. You know?
1: Yeah, that's true. I guess. At but I don't all, but the, you got all these,
0: Right. But you get all these people who are like, you know, like Neville's using his dad's wand and shit right. like right. that. And Ron's using
1: I just Bill's feel like it's not a very sustainable I feel like it's just not a very sustainable business if you're only selling like one wand to one wizard.
2: Right. And it's not very much. And
1: it's not that much money, yeah.
0: It's definitely seasonal too. Because it's like right? all these kids are going to Hogwarts. It's in the fall. I'm gonna do like, all my business. Like,
1: <laughs> like, how many people are breaking their wands? Not that many. Not enough to like keep a business going. I'm just. Oliver.
2: Oliver has to, you know, rethink his his financials. Model. Yeah, he's,
1: he's probably independently wealthy. He's a weird. <laughs> he's a weirdo. <laughs> anyway, um,
0: that's my chapter. Yay. Thanks,
1: Michael. Okay, are you guys ready? Are you guys ready to take a real, a real serious moment? Yeah. Yes.
0: No, not serious.
1: Ha 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 Remus, Remus Lupin, Remus John Lupin. Wait, <laughs> John? John is his middle name.
0: You yeah. mean Tremus tr- 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 <laughs> Logpin?
1: <laughs> I was going to call him Tremus Sleuthin, because like, he was a dream detective, but I love Tremus Longpin more. That's I so did. good. Okay, I worked
0: on that this whole time. That,
1: I got it. It paid off. That's, that's, a, that's like a long-term joke, because that's like a last week joke into this week.
0: Mm-hmm. So yep. our
1: listeners are rewarded.
0: Come back. Who knows what we'll joke about next week?
1: Oh, guys. So many jokes. Nothing from
2: a week to five weeks ago.
1: It's a good thing we can laugh now, because this is about to get real. Real oh, no.
0: real heavy.
1: Real, real bummer. Real bummer. Okay. So Remus J, that is Remus John Lupin, was born the only child of Lyle Lupin, who is a wizard, and Hope Howell, a Welsh muggle. Not that subtle JK, I'm just gonna say Hope Howell. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Lyle was considered clever and shy. Uh, he grew up to be a well-renowned authority on non-human spiritous apparitions, um, and that means things like poltergeists and bogarts um, and other kind of creepy creatures. So it kind of makes sense that, that Lupin would be good at handling those as an adult, because his father was um, was an expert. Um, these actually, these creatures were uh, they, they were known for their ghost-like appearance and behavior but never be having been truly alive. Whereas like a ghost mm. is a dead was once a person. These are just creepy and apparently right. don't have souls, which I feel like is maybe like, there's gotta be like a version of PETA that goes with that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, the wizarding world finds them mysterious. So one day, Lyle is going through this forest in Wales, um, like near Cardiff. He's, like, just trekking along. It's kind of a creepy forest known for its, its um, spiritous apparitions when he sees this beautiful woman who's terrified. Hope Howell uh, was an insurance agent. Uh, she decided to take a walk through the forest one day because she wanted to. Um, Why not? And she thought She's it was an yeah. I mean, she's an independent woman. She can do what she wants. She needs to find her inner peace. She's an insurance agent. Her life is probably terrible. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um so she's walking along and all of a sudden, she's kind of getting creeped out because humans, muggles cannot see magical creatures as much. Like they 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 don't know about bogarts, but they can sense their presence. You know, we, like when you so yeah. if you're in a forest and you feel creeped out, it's probably because there's bogarts present, guys. Um but all Makes of a sense. sudden, this bogart who's been feeding on her fear Appears as this giant scary man who's going to attack her. So she's running and screaming. Yeah, Yeah, not good. Uh, Lyle hears her. He runs. He turns the Bogart using his Patronus into a mushroom, um, which is not scary. But delicious, and she <laughs> thinks that he has chased him off, and he keeps. He tells her, you know, that this is a bogger. He kind of explains that that this is, was a magical creature, but she's so terrified she doesn't even listen. Like she just, she just thinks he scared it off, and she's happy. But in the end, they decide to go on a date. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I mean, I guess some dude saves your life. You go on a date. They hit it off. They both love each other. Uh, they fall in love, and they decide to get married. And he reveals that he's a wizard, and she's cool with it. And in fact, she gets so into their wedding planning that um, they she makes a little cake topper for their wedding that's a boggart. Isn't That cute, guys. Oh my god. Super cute. Anyway, a year later, uh, Remus John Lupin is born, and he's a little happy and healthy baby boy. Now. E- yeah, so it starts out really good. This is things are going well. Um, at about so four years old, ball. yeah, it's not it, it, spoiler alert, not going so well from here on out. At about four years old, um, the dark magic has been on the rise, uh, in the wizarding world. You know, they don't really know why, but all of a sudden, all of these, you know, like you know, the, the dark magic's rising. There's so many dark creatures that are starting to appear, obviously, because Voldemort is on the rise. Um, so the ministry asks uh, Lyle to join them as an expert in the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. Which seems like a nicer department than the, the what was it, the disposal of magical yeah. creatures? <laughs> so why don't mm. they assess things? Anyway, maybe got disbanded. But anyway, so he did. He joins. He, he says, sure, that's great. I'll do this. Um, so he's helping out one day with them established the werewolf registry because apparently the ministry has decided the need to register werewol- werewolves because, um, in, in the eyes of the wizarding were- world, that werewolves are shunned because, um, they are feared and scary and can attack you. Um, they are avoided at all costs. They are thought to have like, you know, sort of live in pacts. And because of this, um, werewolves themselves avoid contact with wizards because they treat them like crap. And so the wizarding, or excuse me, the werewolf registry is not really well-maintained, so they need somebody to help keep it up. Mm. So anyway, so they bring in this guy because there's been this attack on two Muggle children, and they are dead. Ew. Yeah, no. not Two dead babies. Um, two dead babies. A lot of their babies, but they're children. So they bring in this guy, Fenrir Greyback. And no. Fenrir is like... Hey guys, I'm just a I'm a muggle. Well, he doesn't say muggle. He's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm a human. I'm a tramp. They use the word tramp, which I feel like hasn't been used <laughs> since like Charlie Chaplin, but we're gonna go with it. So he's like a vagrant, um, and he's mm. just like, look at my bad clothing. I'm really gross. I don't know what this is. Oh, poor dead kids. And he feels really, you know, he's, he pretends to be really sad. And all of the other people, all of the people in the department, are like, oh yeah, no, he's just a, just a muggle. Doesn't know what's going on, but. Lyle knows. He's like this dude is making this up. He's a werewolf. He's so a werewolf. He keeps, triumph. Yeah. So he keeps telling his coworkers, and they're like, "Hey, hey, stick to the Boggarts, buddy. Ha <laughs> ha. You know what I mean?" And he gets so mad. He's usually like really shy and reserved. He gets so mad that he says to he says to his coworkers and to to Grayback, he says that werewolves are soulless, evil, deserving nothing but death. <gasps> Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Like That's harsh. he is not. Yeah, it's really harsh. Um, Of course, they release him and almost immediately upon his release, he he hasn't even left the ministry yet. He gets out with the help of uh, Fenrir Greyback, gets out with the help of some supporters. He's a werewolf. Totes obvious. And he is like one of the biggest supporters of the Dark Lord, aka Voldy, aka he who must not be named. Yeah, not good. So Greyback is, like, super pissed off because of the whole soulless, you know, evil, deserving death comment. And so he decides with his fellow werewolves that he lives with um, and, you know, revenges with, I guess, that he's going to get revenge on Lyle for saying such horrible things. So right before Remus's fifth birthday, he's sleeping at night when Greyback pries open his window, breaks into his room and attacks him when he's sleeping. Eesh. it's horrible yeah it's horrible luckily lyle gets there in time to save him from death uh he all these curses are flying around and so grayback retreats not dead just just leaves hmm. but remus has been bitten so he's gonna be a werewolf guys Ooh, um baby. and so then that's yeah a little baby, dude, just
2: fuck up a fuck up a kid's life just because he had beef mm-hmm. with his dad
1: yeah that's pretty cold um, so at Lyle, like one, this is a huge change in Remus's life in their whole life, their family's life, but he feels especially terrible because after a few transformations, which, you know, are pretty mild because he's a little baby. Um, he sees that Remus is still loving and clever, except for when the few times, you know, when the, the full moon is out and he undergoes this really super painful transformation and is a werewolf, but otherwise is so nice. And he feels so bad about the horrible things that he said about werewolves. Hmm. Um, so life continues, but not very well for the for the Lupins because Lyle is like searching far and wide for a cure, and he and Hope uh, decide that Remus can't play with other children. He can't be around to most of Wizarding society because one they'll find out, or two he could attack them. They don't know, um, so they don't let him play with kids. They constantly are moving from town to town, and Remus is so lonely and he's so ashamed mm. of himself. Yeah, poor little Lupin. Hmm. Um, and, you know, when he was little, like I mentioned, it wasn't that hard to transform into a werewolf. But, like, around age 10, he starts to get too strong. He's, like, breaking through doors, and they have to do more and more to try and keep him from hurting other people. Um, So his parents know that the wizarding world is not going to accept him and that he can't go to school. So they're trying to figure out what to do. Because Lyle went to Hogwarts, and that's all they had dreamed about for Lupin when he was born, for little Remus. But right before his eleventh birthday, guess who shows up at the Lupins' door? Who? Mm,
0: Albus Dumbledore.
1: Dumbledore. Yeah, Albus Dumbledore. I guessed. You got it. And he's like, he's like, Remus deserves to be in school. He's smart. He's good. He's clever. He's kind. I know he's a werewolf, but guess what, guys? I have this great idea. I got this house. Uh, We're gonna plant a tree, and. You're going to go under the tree in a secret passageway to get to this house. And the house is going to have, like, all sorts of spells to keep it, you know, secure. And he can transform there whenever it's that time of the month. And people will be none the wiser. It'll be great. Yeah. So they're, like, Remus, for, like, the first time since he was, like, five, is really happy and really excited. Mm. So, anyway, he goes to Hogwarts. He gets sorted into Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Um, Mm -hmm. And there he meets his BFFs. This This is a little happy part right here. Um, Sirius Black and James Potter oh. um, they're so
2: friends.
1: they're his best friends because they're really really funny and you know they're pretty popular but they love him because Remus has this kindness that they don't have um, and he's their moral compass he tells yeah. them when things are right and wrong and they respect him for that Uh, He eventually convinces them that this kid, Peter Pettigrew, who's a little bit slow, um, JK's words, not mine, uh, is worthy (laughs) of their friendship, um, even though they're not really sure. But Remus is like, he's he's a good kid. He's fine. So the four of them become inseparable um, and friends. They still don't know that he's a werewolf, though. And Remus is really afraid that um, that they're going to reject him. So. There are a lot of times when they're teasing, when James and Sirius are teasing Severus Snape, that he thinks that he should say something, but he doesn't because he's afraid that they're gonna reject him and he won't have friends mm. anymore. Um, That's so sad. Yeah, because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to rock the boat, and they're the only friends he's really ever had. Um, but by second year, James and Sirius figure out that he's a werewolf. And he's ready for them to not be his friends anymore. He's ready to be all alone. Uh, He's really sad. But instead of rejecting them, they come up with, they accept him, one. And two, they come up with this great plan so that he's not alone when he turns into a werewolf, you know, once a month. They decide to become and a Magi. And we talked about this earlier. So they all can turn into animals. They nickname him Mooney. And, like, they have this super cool, fun party in the Shrieking Shack. But it's obviously not called the Shrieking Shack. But maybe it is at that point. I don't know. Do they have a um, so shrieking, it's great. <laughs> shrieking fun party? Shrieking, shrieking fun with Tremus Logpin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh... <laughs> so... Their schooling is awesome. Like, they don't have to deal with Voldemort, really. He's kind of like a background figure. So they have lots of fun. They create a map. That's not in the description, but I'm just, like, spitballing here, guys, because they're just (laughs) having a great old time. Anyway, so they leave school, and Voldemort is on the rise. So they decide to join the Order of the Phoenix, which, you know, was formed by Dumbledore. And so they are like, yep, we will help him. We will serve him. We will fight the power. Um, But then James and Lily are killed. No. Um, and a couple hours later, uh, he's up on a mission up north, Remus's. He learns that his other best friend, Sirius, has killed his other friend, Peter, and is now in Azkaban. So everyone is so excited because Voldemort has fallen and they're free, and he has literally lost every single person Who he loves and who means anything to
0: him. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, he's lost everybody.
1: Yeah, like literally the only person. From having friends
2: to having no friends.
1: Right. Like they were his family. The only person, I mean, other than Dumbledore who, you know, he respects, but is not. It's not his best friend. It's not, like, the people who love him, you know, that way. He's, like, lost and alone. His father is still alive, but, you know, he hasn't necessarily had, like, a super close relationship with his father. He doesn't want to go back to live with him because he's really worried that, you know, as somebody who was against Voldemort, even though Voldemort's gone, um, there's still lingering repercussions of the war and dark, you know, all the dark supporters. So he doesn't want to put his father in danger and literally lose the last person who loves him. Um... So he decides to sort of become, uh, you know, a wanderer in a way. He lives hand to mouth, job to job. He's so miserable. He literally has to leave jobs when they start to realize that he's out once a month um, because people don't respect werewolves and see him um, as less of a person. So anyway, so he's living this horrible, horrible life ever since his friends died, and just miserable doing jobs that he's not like he's way overqualified for. Anyway, flash forward to several years later, Dumbledore tracks him down when he's living in a tumble-down, derelict cottage in Yorkshire, and he offers him a job. And he a wants job. Dumbledore wants him, yeah, a job. He didn't have to do an interview. That's pretty sweet. I no, mean, I a, for I as much as stuff sucks, I said a curse. job. Up? It is yeah, a, it if, is a I mean, it's a cursed job, <laughs> job, but he didn't have to get any references for it, guys. I mean, a lot of jobs saying. are cursed. Um, so many jobs are cursed. Um, So he offers him a position as the professor for defense against the dark arts at Hogwarts. And obviously, like I mentioned earlier, his father was like this magical creatures expert. So he's in there. You know, he, he knows what he's doing. But he refuses because he's like, I can't be there. I don't belong there. I could endanger people. I could endanger kids. Dumbledore, however, promises him Wolfsbane. Now, Wolfsbane is a very recent um, finding in the Wizarding community, which is kind of interesting because I feel like you don't, like, hear a lot about new sort of technologies being developed. You kind of have, like, Mm -hmm. very old things like broomsticks that are just improved upon and things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But Wolfsbane potion has recently been developed. Now, it doesn't stop a werewolf from transforming into a werewolf, um, but it does make them the wolf when they transform it makes the wolf really docile and sleepy and they yeah. won't hurt people. So he's like, he's been is wanting this forever. Event? Right. Essentially. Yeah. Which is, but that's what he wants because he doesn't want to hurt people. Um, and it's the only thing, it's the closest thing to a cure that, that the wizarding community has found. Um, and he can't afford it cause it's really expensive. Um, hmm. and so he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, so anyway he gets there he's a great teacher um he loves just like as always he's always been a huge supporter of underdogs he really nurtures harry and neville especially who have been sort of downtrodden by their other professors students love him but the whole time he kind of has this feeling about Sirius black and just like back in school when he didn't say anything to Sirius and james about what they were doing because he was worried about acceptance he doesn't say anything again because he's worried about what people will think of him like or cast suspicion on him, and he doesn't want to lose his job, um, so he doesn't say anything about Sirius Black. And after the whole thing is revealed, he feels so guilty, and like he should have said something the whole time. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the year, he's revealed as a werewolf. Decides that he can't be a teacher anymore because people won't be cool with that, with their kids having role for teachers. So he resigns. Hmm. God, he's in like a really horrible place again, guys. He's back. This Aww. is like this is like <sighs> the longest saddest story. Anyway, he joins the <laughs> Order of the Phoenix again because what else is he gonna do? Voldemort's on the rise. He doesn't have a job. Dumbledore is the only person who he still respects, who's still alive, really. Um, so Dumbledore asks him to, and he joins. But guys. While he's there, he meets a certain Hufflepuff uh, by the name of Nymphadora Tonks. She Hmm. is a young witch who is the protege of Mad-Eye Moody. Uh, She's an Auror, and she is brave, and she is funny, and he falls so in love with her. She's, like, Um, really
2: a lot younger than him, She
1: is. She's a lot younger. But he's he's never loved somebody, and he's never had somebody who treated him as an equal. Um... So, you know, I guess love knows no age. And she's not, like, school-age young, which is good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> n- n- and Tonks we can talk about another that's time. That's always sure. good. I mean, it's legal, guys. <laughs> this is above board. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway. So normally, at this point, he would leave. Because he's like, I'm in love with this person who's never going to love me. I don't want to watch her fall in love with some handsome young or that she's going to meet, like, from the department. I can't do that. But he has to stay because he has to help because this is a really important cause and he can't abandon Dumbledore. So he's like, God, I'm stuck. I guess I have to stay here. I guess I can't abandon my feelings. Um, So he ignores it. He ignores it. Tonks is dropping all of these hints because she is not a subtle person. Um, And eventually they are lying outside of this known Death Eaters house on a mission and it's nighttime. And... Tonks essentially is like I'm in love with someone, and it's basically you. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who me is. Um, <laughs> and so he pretends like he's like I don't I, I don't know what's happening. So he kind of ghosts her, and he's kind of like I'm not gonna pay attention to you anymore. Um, and he starts taking all these missions where he like they're super dangerous, where he could die because he's like, I she she doesn't Devil really love me. me. Care. Right, and she doesn't really love me, and if she does, like, she's only going to be hurt by being my being my girlfriend, because she's going to get, oh, there's, people are going to think, oh, he's a werewolf, and she's dirty, but she's dating this werewolf, and, like, you know, I'm going to ruin her, or I'm going to hurt her, and so, basically, she gets so fed up, and at one point, Fleur Delacour declares her love for her husband, and he is a werewolf. Oh, yeah. And, yeah and he's like and Tonks is like you know what this is bullshit i love you let's get married and he's like okay fine so they get married um yeah, yeah. And
0: they live happily, and they ever, live after. happily ever
1: after and that's yeah. it guys um no but they get married very Money small ceremony bad again. nothing bad happens lupin remus does not want like a whole big shebang made about it because he doesn't really want her to like be seen as like the wife of a werewolf all this stuff Guys, just, like, two, like, a few weeks into the marriage, Tonks is pregnant. I mean, Damn,
2: I'm just got straight not,
1: to business. Not wasting any time. I mean, I guess he didn't love someone for a really long time. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, guys, you know. Huh? Uh, so Tonks is pregnant. And he is like, oh, my God, this is horrible. This kid is going to be a werewolf. He's going to deal with the same stuff. We're going to have the same horrible life my parents had. This is everything is the worst so instead of like handling this like an adult or something he's like bye tonks i'm leaving i your good luck with the baby i'm gonna go and like he just <laughs> Being leaves a single
2: parent is better than right because apparently
1: a- leaving her with a werewolf baby is fine like uh, yeah. anyway so he goes to like harry at some point comes to him and it's like what the hell, man? This is dumb. Um, and, you know, in a, in a rare moment of clarity for Harry, he tells Remus that he's doing a really dumb thing. And Remus is like, you know what? My parents cared for me, and, like, they lived kind of a horrible life, but I, they didn't regret it because they loved me, and the most important thing is protecting my family. So, from then on, he starts only taking, like, pretty easy missions, you know, supporting Tonks and everything, and, you know, making sure that he's safe and keeping the baby and Tonks safe.
2: Man, one time that finally Harry got it.
1: God, one time. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good time, but, you know. So Edward Teddy Lupin, named after Tonks's recently departed father, um, is born. That was born. so sad, too. <laughs> so sad. Like, the saddest. Mm-hmm. Everything about this story is sad. Anyway, so Teddy is not a werewolf, guys. It is, like, no. such a relief. But he and he, he can change like his appearance like his mom can so he can do like the pink hair the blue hair and like cute nose and the big nose that kind of thing and he's awesome
2: metamorphosis
1: yeah yeah I don't know. and Ted and um, Lupin is like just super super stoked so he goes like literally on the day that Teddy's born he's like Tonks, Ted. Stay with your ma. Have a good time. I'm going to go talk to Harry real fast, which, you know, okay, Lupin. I mean, I guess baby steps. But he goes there and he's like, hey, Harry, will you be the godfather to my baby? And Harry's like, yeah, totally. Um, So everything is really happy. And then the Battle of Hogwarts comes. Oh. Now, obviously, they beat, defeat Voldemort. Everything is great teddy tonks and lupin move to aberdeen they open a b&b they solve mysteries that's together plant some trees so and they end every day with a strong cup of tea and reading the evening post the end <laughs> that's it guys
0: uh-uh. um you're no. wrong though
1: i'm wrong though um but maybe in a maybe in an alternate side universe maybe, maybe in one of the I parallel like universes so. <laughs> um because time is linear and they exist um so uh the battle of hogwarts comes and they're fighting and remus lupin is killed by an antonin dolohov and he is one of the longest serving most devoted most sadistic most terrible of all of lord voldemort's death eaters um part of it was just he was so so vicious and so horrible the other part of it is that Lupin has been spending the last several months looking after Teddy and hasn't been in prime fighting condition. He hasn't been active. He's using mostly spells and concealment, protection, not fighting spells. Um, His dueling capabilities are down. And he just, his reactions are too slow and he's killed. Um, Yeah, Tonk's... Is also killed because J.K. is just a horrible human being. Um, <laughs> everything is the worst, and Teddy is an orphan, and I just I can't deal with that. Do we
0: know how Tonks died during the battle?
1: I'm don't I can't really remember. Do I, we know
0: I, I'm pretty sure he just comes back and they're dead.
1: Yeah, I think that we we just Me see too. her on the ground. Yeah, um, they they
0: die off. Both of them die off. But screen. I think
1: that. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can explore this more when the we when she appears. But yeah. but I think that I really do think that they don't really go into it. I could be wrong. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll learn more later.
1: Yeah, we'll learn more anyway. It so
2: say on Pottermore.
1: Yeah, I could I can't remember, but maybe we'll, but but we'll get to it. Um. Anyway, Lupin is posthumously awarded um, the Order of Merlin first class. And he's the first werewolf ever to get that honor. That's um, funny, which is at pretty least, big. It does it actually, yeah. In fact, um, his sort of his legacy in terms of, you know, what he did in for the Order of the Phoenix, but then also getting this this prestigious award does a lot to lift some of the stigma for on werewolves that exist within the Wizarding mm-hmm. community. Um Man. God, is this like the worst? Like I was, I was I was reading this, I was reading this on the Metro and I was like crying. I was like, I can't deal with this. I was hoping that the really good looking guy next to me would be like, oh, what's wrong? And then we'd talk about Harry Potter and he would offer me a handkerchief or something. Guys, it didn't happen. Um, so JK has a little bit to say on Remus. Um, he is one of her favorite characters. He's also one of my favorite characters, actually. Um she hated killing him. But of course she did it anyway. So uh, Mm. words, JK words. Um, She thought of um, Lupin's condition of lycanthropy. So his, you know, his being a werewolf Mm -hmm. was a metaphor for illnesses that have like a really big stigma, things like HIV and AIDS. So she kind of saw werewolfism as as sort of embodying that something that, that people didn't understand and feared and ostracized him for. Um, and she said, you know, there's all kinds of superstitions that, that surround bloodborne conditions, um, and some of it's due to like the the taboo surrounding blood itself. But um, but she saw this as as sort of of her investigating and really showing like these are good people who just are misunderstood and and pushed out in society. Um, she also mentioned that. Uh, Remus's uh, Patronus is never, Patronus is never um, revealed in any of the books, even though mm. he's the person who teaches Harry to do that spell. I never um, realized that. Yeah, I didn't mm. even really think about that. In fact, she says, you know, he produces a non-corporeal one deliberately. So you don't, like, we. Li- it's just like a bright light because he does that on purpose. He can control it, especially when others are watching, because his, his Patronus is a wolf. Um hmm. and just, just an ordinary wolf. Oh, wolf because it's like just an ordinary wolf. And you know, wolves are family oriented. They're oh. usually they're usually non-aggressive. Um, but he hates it because it's a constant reminder of him being a werewolf, and he hates everything that has to do with wolves. It just disgusts Doesn't... him because he hates himself.
2: I think um I remember in the book, book six maybe, Tonks's is- Patronus changes into a wolf and Snape says something about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. He
0: says it looks weak. Yeah. He's like, you should have kept the old one. This one looks weak.
1: Yeah, that's but, right. I mean, Aww, he, he, was in how solidarity. Solidarity. he was obviously saying that because Because you know, he's a dick. Yeah, he's being a how
0: dick. How would a wolf look weak? Wolves are awesome.
1: They yeah. are so awesome. They're my um, favorite animal. So yeah, so that's the the tragic and beautiful life of, of Remus J. Lupin.
0: Now Teddy Teddy ends up not I mean if for if for an orphan he has it as about as good as an orphan can have Oh it, right? yeah like, he
1: does yeah, he's like a womanizer totally like all up all up with I Victoire
2: like, Yeah I like when they well, one of the kids that run up saying uh, he cousin
1: uh, Teddy is snogging cousin Victoire our Victoire <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, so Teddy turns out, you know, like, he's he's raised well, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's sad because she, because both of them die at Battle of Hogwarts, and, like, did, Remus finally had someone who loved him and accepted him.
0: Yeah, that is sad. Um, did Teddy, uh, Tonks' mom is lived, right?
1: Yeah, Andromeda. I believe she raised is, Teddy.
0: I was going to say, because, like, Harry, as the godfather, in theory...
1: Would be the person to raise him, yeah.
0: Would be the person to raise him, but like he was seventeen. He's a kid,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a godmother, and I'm second in line for raising my nephew, my cousin.
0: It would after make my, sense. That, after my that mom, the
1: because my mom is like you know a more established human being. I it makes sense. I'm but
2: not my niece and nephew's godmother because we don't do that, but I third sister has told him put it in the will that if anything happens to them I get both of the kids
1: It's a big thing and so keep them know. safe big, so keep, keep them secret keep them, keep them safe <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have any questions about Lupin but I just like you know that's a really that's a really horrible story but I will say that I like how all of the pieces um, like when you read the books you see, you only see bits and pieces of that story about especially about Remus and Tonks. And mm. it all kind of comes together when you read this. You're like, oh, that's why she was mad at him at this point. Or, oh, that's why right, this was yeah. happening. And, um, yeah. and yeah, yeah, he lost a lot. I don't
2: have mm-hmm. questions. I just I think have there, should a, there should be a watch on me for the next
1: couple of hours. Yeah. I'm so sad about <laughs> <laughs> it. I was going to say, just have sorrow. Sorrow? Sorrow.
0: I don't have questions, but I am going to go have a drink. <laughs>
1: Thanks Uh, for listening to my sad story, guys. Cheers to
2: Lupin and his yeah and short.
1: Pour one out.
0: Excellent! (laughs) Yay! Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for joining us for You're a Wizard, Harry! Want to help out? Go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review. Want to get in touch? Email us at potterpod at geeklyinc.com or follow us on Twitter at potterpod or Geekly geeklyinc. And individually, you can find me at thrifty nerd.
2: I'm Bajaya Shreshta, and you can find me on Twitter at ethnic ninja.
1: I am Sarah Tompkins, and you should hit me up at Her Lady Tompkins
0: editing help this week by Alan Matthews. Our podcast art is created by Jesse Carlton. You can find more of his work at J point on Instagram. And our music is created by Sean Fagan. Find more of his music at soundcloud.com slash sleepy fish.